Adventurers to Dungeon Radio Hour, a D&D podcast where the dragons seduce themselves. As always, I'm your host and Dungeon Master Dalton Riddle, joined once again by our ragtag band of would-be heroes. Introduce yourself, heroes. I'm Michael Adair. I'm Alyssa Adair. And I'm Andrew Gerline, and I'm very confused. Do people seduce dragons? <laughs> um, it's... It is a common D&D trope that the bards always seduce Oh, it's the a bard thing, okay. Also, rule 43 of the internet, if you just Google blank gets you'll find all kinds of stuff. Dragons, Lisa Simpson, your first grade teacher, all kinds of stuff on there. Oh my, not Miss Summers. <laughs> uh-huh, Miss Summers. Miss Summers, <laughs> Miss Summers got drilled hard. We have to cut all of this um, <laughs> for legal uh, reasons. None of it's useful so far. We can't use any of it. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, g- moving on to things that we can use, we're going <laughs> to uh, start the show off today with a little segment that we like to call D&D Breakdown. We did this back on episode three, where we used the intro as an opportunity to dive a little deeper t- into some of the rules for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. And I wanted to feature it again today before we started the show because the rules that we specifically talk about are going to play a large factor in how today's story is going to work. What if I don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons at all, Dalton? I think that is very apparent now that we're on episode eight that you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> That's how I live my life in every facet. I don't know what I'm doing. And I Google things as I go and that's how I live my it's life. It's true. You know what? It's... Fake it until you make it has been my motto since... I never make it, but I do continuously fake it. There's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, you've been faking it pretty well. (laughs) Now I see why there's been so many jokes and not enough play. You've just been distracting us. (laughs) Anyway, rules. Rules. The ones that I'm talking about specifically are things like initiative, actions during combat, movement speed, combat duration... Uh, how long a round of combat takes, different things like that. Does anybody want to take a stab at it as we dive in? I mean, I mean, it sounds like we're going to have combat in this in this episode. Is that true, Dalton? Are you prepping us? It's called a foreshadow. I want to make sure everybody <laughs> understands the rules before I try to kill you. Oh, good. Now it's less of a foreshadow and more of a direct heads up. Well, uh, <laughs> we confirm there will uh, most likely be combat. Well, segueing, so you're trying to kill us, so how that sort of works in the D&D world is all of our characters um, have an armor class, and all that is is just a number around, what does it start at, 10 or so? Yeah, I'd say so. So that armor class is what protects you, so when someone rolls a 20-sided dice, a d20, against your armor class, they have to match or beat that number that's on your sheet, and so that that's where the defense and attack comes into play also something i find interesting and maybe just me because i'm like a little math nerd but i like that actually you get your armor class number not just from the armor you're wearing but also your dexterity Mm. so it's not always the just the matter of like an arrow hits you and it 
pings off your you know chest plate. It could mm-hmm. also just be that you evaded it Ooh. and you moved around it quickly, especially... Um, Are you telling me I can dodge arrows? You can dodge arrows, but especially uh, classes like Monk, a lot of your AC just comes from being actually unarmored. And yeah, just your dexterity of just just going all fast. <laughs> <laughs> what was that sound? What was that sound again? How is it? Nice. And you you can't see it because you're listening to us, but the arm and hand motions that she made while she did that was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're great. <laughs> she actually did like three backflips. She's in a closet recording. She did three backflips. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I am so talented. But this is how I think of combat. Think of just like your favorite action movie, like let's say a Marvel movie, because uh, whenever it's your turn in combat, you essentially have six seconds, which to me, like that's usually what you see. You see a mo- like about five, six second shot of Thor attacking and then it moves and cuts to Black Widow and she's attacking mm. and then it cuts to Captain America. But they all are attacking at the same time, technically totally. within, within the story. And that's essentially what we're doing. And that's six games. So that doesn't mean like you have to decide what you want to do within six seconds. It just means like the action you take has to be able to fit within a six second window for it to. Not six seconds in reality. Yeah. Six seconds. Imaginary in- seconds. So six seconds in game. We can use that in a variety of ways. Like me, say I go to attack somebody. I'm master of the nunchaku, right? So I take out my sticks. <laughs> you might, you might, real life Michael Adair. Mm-hmm. Yeah is master of the nunchaku. You bought it at a shopping mall. Let's say yes to all of that. Let's say that's real and <laughs> okay. what I'm saying isn't a lie. Let's let's suspend the disbelief here. <laughs> so I go up to the big bad guy, whack, whack, right? He's probably dead because I'm pretty good at it. But if he's not, here comes Alyssa. Two half-hearted whacks. <laughs> two, I mean, oh, two ex- <laughs> He had a low armor class. <laughs> two expert whacks, okay? Alyssa comes up. And they were up. in okay. succession. It was one okay. right after the other. It was a one-two exactly. punch. Exactly. Whack, whack, that's how I do it. Alyssa comes up, she does a spell, glitter, 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 she explodes the guy's heart, right? Now, he's probably dead. But if he's not dead from that spell, six more seconds, Andrew comes by, he pulls out his gun, (laughs) takes off the safety, uh, and then- I take off the safety. Yeah, you take off the safety. Completely off the gun. (laughs) I don't know how guns work. Yeah, that sounds right. That is how you phrase (laughs) it. You take the safety You unscrew the safety. You take Mm -hmm. the safety off. You plug in the gun. And right, you exactly. download some bullets, and then you you know the rest. Yep, that's how that works. Andrew's a red-blooded American male Missourian. He knows exactly how guns work, and don't and question the sound of an eagle. Just... <laughs> Andrew Gerline, gun expert. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's definitely dead. Six seconds, and they're all simultaneous. An easy way to remember in a very general sense of combat is when it's your turn, you can do an action, you can do some movement, and then you can do some smaller action, like something that would be very, very quick. So like in my Marvel example, um, if you see Captain America, he's been thrown on the ground, and he gets back up and he says, I could do this all day. He said a small little quip, that was quick, he stood up, used his movement, and now he takes his shield and throws it. He throws it really handsomely. And that's also yeah. what you would do. That's what you would get in your in your action. See? Super simple. And when it comes to deciding whose turn it is and who goes when and what they do, it's, it goes into what we call initiative. And that's when everybody would roll their d20. And depending on how high or low that number is, is the order they would take in combat. So let's say, for example, the three players, Alyssa, Mike, and Andrew, are fighting a giant spider like they've done in the past, everybody's going to roll initiative 
Andrew Alyssa, Michael roll their D20. I would roll a D20 for a spider. And then depending on that order, let's say it's a 17 for Andrew, a 12 for Mike, a 3 for Alyssa, and a 1 for the spider. That would be the order that they would go in, highest going first, and then followed. It's basically just saying who reacted quickest. Yeah, who has the quickest reflexes in that moment. Reflexes. Mm-hmm. That's not how you pronounce reflexes. that. Reflexes. In real reflexes. American English. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think has the fastest reflexes of me, Andrew, and Alyssa? Who's it going to be? Is this a trick question? In real life? In real life. I have inc- I have weirdly, scarily fast and accurate reflexes. This is something anybody would say. They're so Ooh. fast. They're so accurate. Listen, have you ever seen me break a vase? Ever. I have never known you to own a vase. All right. <laughs> um, first one to Missouri. Go. <laughs> Oh, shit, that was fast. Perfect test. Oh, you're right. That was Those were good reflexes. That was really good. <laughs> you're already there. <laughs> well, this has been really fun and informative. Some would call this edutainment, a real thing that people insist exists. Wasn't it fun? And now we're going to get into the podcast. <laughs> Everybody cared about what we just said. What? <laughs> Last time on Dungeon Radio Hour. But yeah, we're here for some sort of stealth mission. The Castle Vanders, that's who you're here about. Take advantage of our wonderful games and atmosphere. In fact, here, have the first round on me. Step right up, step right up. So you want to place your bets on Dwarven Roulette. Um, <laughs> this is piss, Lightfoot! <laughs> we could have been just playing slots over here. Yeah, but who got free piss? I... The stealthy top, eh? This round's on the house. Trust me, you'll need it. Because you have drank from this bottle, can now cast the spell Blur. And all of you are standing on this kind of ledge that looks out over a library. Okay, so the lock clicks as Jolly disappears back upstairs to the Boar's Head Tavern. The floor of the platform that you are all currently standing on is now slick with vomit, thanks to both Andrew and Mike. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, However, the sudden expulsion of bodily fluid has remedied the negative effects from the Dwarven Ale. So both of you feel pretty much sober. You're back to to normal for the most part. Uh, Placed upon this platform here with you are three wooden pedestals that Jolly mentioned in her rhyme. And then the platform itself is looking out over this massive library. The shelves of the books seem to rise all the way to the ceiling. There are, like I said last time, nine rows with eight aisles that run between them. And from here, you can kind of see that there is also a tenth row that is running horizontally along the back wall. The dead silence of the library is broken only by the rhythmic thuds and the clanging metal coming from deep within the stacks of books. The whole library itself is almost pitch black except for torches that are placed on the front of the shelves down below you and then if you guys want a clear example there is in the drive a kind of layout of what this library looks like and then for those of you listening at home check our instagram after this episode drops it will also be on our feed so you can also kind of get a visual of what we're talking about here so dalton you said that there were three like pedestals in front of us yeah there are so there are three wooden pedestals. They're pretty plain Jane for the most part. There is some brass kind of accoutrement that adorn it. And you, if you go up to them, you will notice that there is a brass kind of plaque on each one 
of the pedestals themselves. However, it is written in a language that you don't know or recognize. Well, that's unhelpful. (laughs) But Dalton, what does this different language say in English? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is something that I guess you'll have to figure out for yourself. Um, guys, I, listen, I'm a little hungover. I don't, I don't even remember what we're supposed to be doing here. What are we, what are we looking for? I don't know. She said a rhyme and as soon as she started rhyming, I tuned out in all honesty. I was hoping Alyssa (laughs) took note. She's the note taker of the group. No. Dude, I just Um, got thrown in here. I can't even expect to just notate everything. I'm not a secretary. I not, I go back to the door. And I knock, I knock, because she must have just Was it? Yeah, she can't, she can't walk very fast. Her legs are so short. Jolly. Can you just explain that again for me, just one more time? Jolly. jolly. It was something about water and a bridge. Hey, guys, can we, yell, can we yell jolly together? I think she'll hear us. One, two, three. Jolly. Um, there is no response from the other side of the door. Oh. She has already made her way back upstairs. Uh, luckily for you, you all kind of had this collective flashback. Oh, thanks, Jolly. Of, from oh. when convenient she, flashback from from when <laughs> she explained explained the the rhyme itself. Hidden in this library are books numbered three. Find and return them here to pedestals A, B, and C. If captured by our guardians is to be your fate, then forfeit of this job you will be forced to take. Okay, so guys, I'm thinking the other languages say A, B, and C on them. Hmm? Is that pretty reasonable? Also, I don't think I've ever told you guys this, and it will shock you to your core, but I've always kind of wanted to be a librarian. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you Wait, you read? Hey, you're really brave for coming out with this secret desire that you have deep in your heart. Wow. They want us to organize books? That's, that's the job. I mean, this sounds way too easy. Well, Andrew and I are going to take a break. Alyssa, this mission is all yours, baby. (laughs) You're specially suited for this. Jolly, get us some beers. (laughs) (laughs) I look around the library. Are there any shelves with books that are just glowing? So, you know how like in a video game, it's like obvious which books are looking for? Right, 100%. So you, as of right now, the three of you are still standing on the platform. So you are... 10 to 12 feet above the actual floor of the library itself. And you can see the first five feet or so of each aisle. But as the light starts to dissipate and go further down, it's complete dark, pitch black, except for a small faint glow on the like the opposite side of the aisle itself. There are no books glowing that stand out for any reason, that or the other. Strange. Usually books glow. Mm. <laughs> I see... I see Andrew leaning over the edge of our little platform, you know, like Jack Uh in Titanic. And Mm -hmm. uh, I come up next to him. (laughs) He's just spitting (laughs) off the edge. (laughs) I do that. I do spit. I come over and join him and I I spit just to show that I'm I'm cool. Nice. You got a little further than me too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So as you, as both of you lean over this platform down, down below and spit, you do see that down below you, there is a desk with uh, various books and different things like that. And then there's also, from here, a dead body with a large blood stain up on the plat- of the wall of the platform itself. And Alyssa, you, you immediately think back to what Jolly said about the one person they couldn't quite get all off the wall. Oh, no. And I think I spit on him. Oh, it's okay, <laughs> Oh, no. It's, it's just so disrespectful. He doesn't care. 
He's on a wall now. We'll bury him later, or someone will. I don't feel like doing that. I really don't think anybody's gonna. Go unspit on him. <laughs> that was good. Stop slurping the dead. That was blood. really good. Oh no, she's just she keeps she's slurping still. She's into it. Oh, she likes it. Oh god, I'm gonna barf again. I hurry down the steps though and go inspect the the body. Okay, cool. So you you hurry down the steps and you go to inspect the body. Alyssa, give me an investigation. Alyssa, hurry quick. First roll I'm, I'm of the game. Quiet. It's the first roll of the game. That's my first roll of the game song. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good. Spotify, check it out. Uh-huh. That was great. 14. 14. Okay, cool. So you go to inspect the body. Um, you can tell that this is the splattered remains of a human male in his probably mid-30s or so. <gasps> no. I look at the face. The face. The face is no one that you immediately recognize. Uh, uh, he's wearing studded leather armor that, even though it's pretty bloody, is still intact for the most part. Dalton doesn't wear studded leather armor that I know of. Um, he would never. He doesn't like studs. I know that about him. Also, blood stains aren't really his thing. I don't think this is. <laughs> he avoids leather too. It's too hard to maintain and care for. Also, it doesn't have his face. In addition <laughs> to the studded leather armor that he is wearing, you find three silver, two daggers, nice. a net, Hell yeah. a health potion, mm-hmm. and a tightly bound scroll. Tight. Oh, it's the tightest scroll. Open the scroll. It's too tight. It needs to breathe. Loosen <laughs> <laughs> the scroll. And now the game shall loosen that scroll. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna unwrap the scroll. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what if this is like a magical explodey? Oh, scroll? it's true. What if this scroll has a detonator or something? <gasps> oh my god. Okay. Or or what if it just says kaboom? Oh god. Written oh, inside. That, ooh, that'd be kind of humorous. Uh, but is it worth the risk? <laughs> But it'd be scary, maybe too, if it says it too fast. <laughs> maybe, maybe unravel it and then like throw it a spell, just a couple feet, just in case it explodes in your face. No, 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 okay, no. Okay. Unravel it, but unravel it slow so I can enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Unravel it really slow. Okay. Th- no, 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 no. I, <laughs> this is weird. I quickly, quickly un- unwrap it and then I do and I throw it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I duck behind the, the okay. railing. Alyssa opens and throws the scroll, and it being a piece of paper, it doesn't go very far, and it kind of floats down to the ground, Alyssa, a couple of feet away from where you're at. Does it explode? It does not explode. (laughs) I stand up, and I'm like, I'm like sweating. I thought that was going to explode. Let's give it a five count. It could be a delayed explosion. Oh my, I duck back down again. (laughs) Right now, some musical theme from the Hurt Locker is playing. (laughs) I go, and I pick it back up, and I read it, now that we have done all of the proper safety good, checks. Good, good, good. Um, this is OSHA approved. <laughs> when you go to pick it up from the ground, give me a investigation check again, this time with advantage. Oh, I'm curious. How did I get... I got the exact same roll. Hey. <laughs> advantage was useless. Uh, 18. As you've been downed near this dead body and near this blood stain to pick up the scroll from the floor, you notice... In the blood, there is a phrase written. And the phrase that is written in the blood says, May you find peace in the light. What could that mean? This is written in the dead body's blood? Yes. Maybe he was seeing the light oh. at the end of the tunnel, you know, as he was dying, and he used his last moments to, to 
to tell us he was seeing a light. So he painted he painted that himself while he's bleeding out. Brave, such a brave soul. <laughs> Read it again, Alyssa. May you find peace in the light. Mm. You know what? You know, I like that. I, I, I think I want to live my whole life. <laughs> like that just speaks to me. It's a good mm. mantra, to be honest. I could really see that in text on like a sunset or next to a minion. <laughs> next to a minion. <laughs> this is something in cursive that someone has cricketed onto a piece of wood and put over their couch in some oh, southern 100%. home. Oh, yeah, that's real white trash shit. Yeah, they got that from Marshalls and it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> you You see that written in the blood and then when you pick the scroll up and read it, you see at the top written... Scroll of Comprehend Language. Oh, now we can talk to Jolly. <laughs> yeah. Where were we not? She was speaking dwarfing. <laughs> okay, I head back up to the pillars um, that were on the pedestal, or the pedestals okay. that were on the platform. Um, and as I walk up, I look around, because um, as you described, the library has like these lights every mm-hmm. so often, and then the rest is in shadow. And I'm like, I think... He was almost trying to give us a message that the dark is not safe. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait. Dark is never safe in things. That's true. Haven't you watched any horror film? Yeah, and I'm still scared of the dark, so (laughs) it makes sense. I'm actually not super scared of the dark, so if you guys need somebody to hold hands with, I'll hold your hand. If you're not scared of the dark, you're dumb. Hey, guess what? I am. (laughs) It's one of my defining characteristics, motherfucker. Okay. I would hold your hand. My hands are a little sweaty from the bomb. Um, oh, mine are too. Mine are sweaty from my weight and size. <laughs> so that's fine. Let's just be sweaty together. I think I don't think we need to be sweaty together. Let's just be sweaty independently. And we're still friends, though. Hurts. Hurts what you just did. <laughs> I go up to the pedestal and I read off from the scroll. Cool. So you read off a series of incantations from the scroll itself. And as you do so, the symbols on the plaques that are in front of the pedestals kind of start to blur in and out. You feel your eyes get a little tingly and then all of a sudden they are written in common or in English uh, as a language that you can understand. And going from left to right, the three pedestals read as such. The unabridged history of things that crawl. Ballad of the Banshees. How to spot a mimic and other useful skills. I've read that one. It's a little derivative of um, <laughs> an ancient Greek story. Really? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we need to find these three titles um, and place them on the pedestals, I guess. Easy enough. Um, do you think they use Dewey Decimal here? Because I don't know how that works in real life either. <laughs> right. And also, or libraries go by like last name, but conveniently, they have not giving us the authors like real rude making this real difficult on us we can check stephen king he's written a lot of books so <laughs> battle of the banshees sounds kind of like him he really does okay so let's go down and find the k's stephen king for k, <laughs> k for king let's no, go find no, it I, don't listen to the things i say ever Ugh. um <laughs> while you guys are having this discussion the entire time you've been in this room the only real noise other than the conversation that the three of you are having has been the the metal and the thuds coming from deep within the library. Andrew, because your perception score is so high, you have picked up a rhythm. Mm, because it's been perception. <laughs> he has the highest out of all three of you. Um, kind of like I'm kind of grooving to it a little bit. I'm like you have noticed a rhythm to the sounds coming from the library, and you notice that. Every 
90 seconds or so, things go completely silent for a few moments. Guys, I don't know if any of you noticed, but every 90 seconds or so, it goes completely silent. <laughs> I mean, you guys hear that beat? You guys hear that? What do you think that is? No, no. Now that you've pointed it out, I absolutely hear it. So I'm guessing those are the guardians. Everyone, what? So, yeah, those, well, guardians are usually good. Do you think they'll help us find the books? These ominous chain noises make me say I mean, no. what if the chains are to protect us from other monsters? No, this doesn't make sense even to me. Let's leave it to a smart person. Um, are there like, <laughs> are there like signs on any of the stacks that show like what genre maybe like young adult? Oh yeah, science fiction. Mm, cookbooks? There you go. Okay, so if you are you if you're wanting to inspect the book stacks, you can make your way down from the platform and you walk over to the aisle or the shelf that is closest to you. And as you come up, you come underneath. The, the light of the torch that is illuminating the end of this shelf. And you do see a brass plaque. And on that brass plaque, it is 000-099. Hmm. Oh, no. That's yeah. a big number. <laughs> well, should we give up, find another job? What should we do? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm feeling that <laughs> one roadblock and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, as you are saying these things, you turn around to Mike and Alyssa and you are saying the words that you just said to them. Mike and Alyssa, you don't hear him. You see what? that he is talking. You see that he's uh, he's got his hand gestures going on, but there is no sound coming from and him. And I'm using way more hand gestures than usual. I'm like super <laughs> Italian. Like <"Nyeh."> Andrew's <laughs> never been this Italian before. Look at his hands. <laughs> oh God, they're so expressive. I, I, Andrew, I can't I can't understand anything you're saying, bud. Can I hear Mike saying this to me? Yes. I'm like Mike. But I'm like, Andrew, you're talking all wrong. Stuff is supposed to come out. <laughs> I come closer to Mike to like grab him. Oh, no, he's drunk. He's still drunk. Yeah. So as you walk away from the stacks, your voice comes back. The sound that you were emitting comes back. But as far as you're concerned. Wait, so could I hear myself before? No. Oh, I couldn't even really hear myself before. Wait, was Andrew in the light? No, I was by the stacks. Were the stacks obscuring him in shadow, DM? No, no. Andrew was in front of the stack, and Alyssa, to answer your question, yes, there is a light on the end of every other stack. Oh, I don't- I, I like, feel my vocal cords. I'm like, uh, I don't know what that was. It was just like a- It was just, like, quiet. Like, I had earplug- Like, earplugs yeah. stuff in my ears, you know? That was spooky. That was real spooky. Do you feel sick? Do you feel okay? Um, I've got some heartburn, but I don't think it's related. <laughs> it's been happening since I was like 15. So. No. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's you never know. No. That doesn't seem like part of it. I walked to where Andrew was standing in, in the light, and I go, I think this is what they meant by peace. Like, quiet. Peace and quiet. As you go into the light and you say that, you mouth the words, there is no noise. Oh, wow. I, I immediately step back out. And I'm like, that was really dumb of me. I really, <laughs> really, sh I really should have explained this outside. Wait, I, and I, oh, here's the other thing, Alyssa. I didn't, we didn't hear anything you said, so I don't even know what you were trying, trying to say. I was trying to tell you, you know what I mean? That because you're all quiet. I think this is what he meant by peace, like peace and quiet. So, like the 
There's no so noise the light, in like, the light. Sucks up the sound. I've heard of that happening. Yeah. You know, I, I I guess that it did sound cool when he wrote it that way, but also we didn't get any information, so it defeated the purpose. And if I was going to write something, you really could have been clearer. With my dying breath, <laughs> I would just be like, "Hey, if you go into the dark, you can hear stuff, but if you're in the light, you can't hear stuff." You know what Soundproof I mean? Soundproof light. I look closer at the blood. Does it say all of that verbatim in really tiny print? <laughs> If you like get real close to the ground in like size two font, it's just written out everything that Mike just said. This is like the Santa Claus where they have to get the magnifying glass out. Exactly. He was just like, all right, I have some more blood. I'm like, you know what? That's on us. That's on us. I feel like we were mean to this guy. Yeah. Sorry, guy. What was that second book? It was something about a banshee and then another one about a mimic and then um, something about the history of things that crawl. Maybe this is like one of those puzzle things. Right. Maybe you got to sing to find the book. Is that a puzzle that's Ooh. happened anywhere? Maybe it's a new one. Oh. And I pull out a guitar. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Where did you get a guitar? Guitar center, bitch. <laughs> next to the McDorables. <laughs> um, I don't think we should be playing instruments. I think there might be monsters and chains. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. All right. I won't play an instrument. Dalton, I yeah. I put my hand on my butt, which if you recall has my special pin on it. Uh-huh. Uh so I put I put my hand there. You do. Me too. I put my hand there. And I close my eyes. We bro- we're both doing it. We're doing it twice as fast with both of us. <laughs> There you go. Uh, and then I and then I whisper to just my protector, my person, and I'm just like, please, please help us. And I cast um, Detect Magic. Explain to us what Detect Magic does. Uh, I'll be able to sense the presence of any magic within 30 feet of me. I'll feel like a faint aura as well as learn like the type of magic that it is. You cast Detect Magic and as you do so, a couple different things happen. The torches on the end of every other bookcase get this kind of bluish purple glow to them. And you get this sense that it's some type of illusion magic. The other thing that happens is the desk that I explained earlier that's near the dead body gets this faint kind of orangish glow to it. And it is uh, an abjuration type of magic. Guys, there's obviously some kind of like magical aura coming from these lights, which we already figured out. I know. They're like flickering and they're emitting light. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But also I I feel some magic coming from the desk over there. Magic is real? (laughs) And true. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm tired of your skepticism. And you're still in denial over here. Wait, yeah. Magic is real. We leave Andrew in the dark or the light or wherever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really thinking hard about this. He has to ponder this on his own for a second. (laughs) Alyssa and I go check out the desk, right, Alyssa? Yes. Okay, so as you go over to the desk, carved into the entire perimeter of this desk, and now glowing of a faint orange that only Alyssa can see since she did cast the spell of Detect Magic. Mike, to you, it just looks like... Somebody took a pocket knife and carved this into the perimeter of the table. But it says, no matter how parched, no matter how rolled, no matter if magic, no matter how old. And it just repeats those four phrases all around the perimeter of the table. I don't know how I know this, but it just feels like this is almost like a protection-y sort of feeling. 
coming from these words. I don't know. They're like really glowy. Can you see that? And I like touch it. So you you touch the words and the words to you are warm to the touch. Can Mike see the words at all? Mike, Mike can see the words. However, they do not glow for him. He just sees them as carvings in the table. Also, I can't read the words because I'm still working my way through Hooked on Phonics. So <laughs> they don't mean anything to me in any way. <laughs> But I nod like they do, and Alyssa looks at me and she thinks, that guy knows what's up. So I feel better about myself. Mike, I appreciate you're taking this so seriously. I can tell on your face that you're really trying to think out this, trying to think of what the answer is. There's so many thoughts going on in here. No matter how parched, no matter how rolled, no matter if magic, no matter how old. Old. Right. Oh, you know what? You know what it could be? I think it's a sponge. You know, because it's not a magic eraser, even though it looks like one. Um, and it's parched. You got to give it water. I'm not standing with you guys, but that sounds correct. <laughs> I, I say that. I'm even like, I say that from where I am. I'm like, yeah, that's I start right. tuning Alyssa out because it seems like the point where she needs to be tuned out. And I look around and I'm like, uh, are there any animals near me, Dalton? Uh, there are. Stop n- trying to find an, a pet. No, that's not what I'm doing, dum dum. You'll see. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be cool what I do. Give me, give me an investigation check. Oh, you bet your aunt Bippy. Here we go. Ah, uh, investigation thirteen. You succeed in finding a single animal yeah. inside this library. What kind? It's Arnold the parrot. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally forgot. Arnold. Oh my god, Arnold, you really <laughs> have stopped talking about witches lately. That would have been really good to warn us. <gasps> Never trust a witch. Thank you. I run over and I'm like, guys, we need to shut this parrot up, right? Arnold. Uh, tie it. You know what? Tie it to the to the torch so it can't make noise, right? Brock! I wish I had my hands. Oh, smart, smart, smart. I hand I give you the parrot. Um I sh- I take the cage and I fucking put it I just put it in the light, I guess, normally. <laughs> yeah. You do so. so you take Arnold the parrot and his cage over to one of the lights at the end of the bookcases. And you place him under the light. And even though you can still see him physically squawking, he's no longer making any noise. Ooh, gotta get me one of these. Why? Why? I got so many parrots at my house. <laughs> got a parrot infestation. <laughs> this would really come in handy. They're all talking about their hands. It's weird. <laughs> all right, guys. Guys, focus. Okay. No matter how parched, no matter how rolled, no matter if magic, no matter how old. I feel like, I really feel like this is important. It sounds important. Uh, if it was, you said it was glowing. I looked for glowing things. I didn't see anything. So this just sounds really important. Um, but what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm asking you. Oh, you know what? I'm not the guy with thinking brains. I don't know. You said, a, I think I heard you say sponge. I mean, are there any sponges around? Have we searched? Okay, what if it's this? No matter how parched, no matter... How rolled? R O L L E D. R O L L E D. Correct. Mike, what were you going to say? Um, okay, so I'm pretty sure. I thought about it long and hard. I don't think it's a sponge. What if it's saying, like, you can't destroy whatever with fire? Mm-hmm. I think you can, you can destroy a lot of things with fire. But maybe the riddle's saying you can't. You can, they, like, maybe the riddle's saying you can't destroy something specific in this room with fire. Maybe it's the desk itself. Maybe it's the books. Maybe it's the books. No matter how parched. So we burn all the books. We burn this whole room down. Burn it to the ground, to ash. And all the books left standing will be for the pedestals. I pull out my matches and a big tank of gasoline. (laughs) Wow. 
No, I, um, I, I don't do any of that crazy stuff. I just nod and say, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, do me a favor. Clarify where you're standing in relation to Mike and Alyssa. Mike and Alyssa are at the desk right now. Where where are you? So I'm like, I'm. let's say I'm like three feet away. I'm sort of between the desk and the parrot light. As you guys are all kind of standing here, Andrew, you notice it first because of your perception score. The thumping is getting louder Uh-oh. and louder. And as the three of you stand here, you look over to the bookcases and out of the shadows of the aisle, you see two large suits of armor about 12 to 13 feet tall walking out of the stacks of books. As they come under the light, their footsteps go silent. They turn and they go back up another aisle. Pierre Jerome Paladinson. For the last four years, he's promised to be tough on ogre crime. Pierre Jerome Paladinson. Since he's been alive, 117 entire children have died of dysentery. Do you like children dying of severe diarrhea? No? Well, a vote for Pierre Jerome Paladinson is a vote for dying diarrhea to children. That's right. Every time you vote for Pierre Jerome Paladinson, you are literally committing murder. Don't want to murder? Then vote for Lancelon Grimador. Lancelon Grimador. He's young. He's old. He's a shapeshifter. He could be your next mayor. And you know what? He's only killed maybe a dozen. Fifteen people at most. Thirty max. And he probably had a good reason for killing each of them. Like... If they planned on voting for Pierre Jerome Paladinson, which, as mentioned before, is a vote for diarrhea. I'm Lancelot Grimador, and I blindly approve this message. You see two large suits of armor, about 12 to 13 feet tall walking out of the stacks of books as they come under the light their footsteps go silent oh so they round the corner they round as the they corner. do they're in silence oh dude <sighs> okay so so this is this could be a threat guys i mean maybe they're just maybe they just work here part-time nights monitoring the stacks <laughs> maybe they can help us find the books <laughs> <laughs> guys it just occurred to me while thinking about magic mm-hmm. that blurs that thing I drank. Right, I can like maybe yeah. maybe I distract these these part time knights, and I I don't know distract them while you guys look for the sponge thing. Yes, yeah, go. You could follow them behind them and sneak. Like maybe like tap them on the shoulder, do that whole. I don't even know how to fight them if they were to catch us because like, I want to fight a big knight. Well, you I don't want to fight a regular size. Did knight. anyone else notice? I didn't see like a body. Like, I just saw a walking armor, and I don't know how to kill that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to kill, you know? No, I'd prefer not to kill. It took me to a dark place. We killed those goblins. I still have nightmares. I haven't slept hey. since that happened, but I bet I will have those nightmares soon. Right. <laughs> oh, the, the scroll that I had recently, it's like a piece of parchment. It's rolled. It's magic. It's old. Parchment. Scroll yeah, paper. T- uh, hold it up really high. <laughs> Maybe that'll activate it. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. Maybe if I just rub it on the table. <laughs> Try it. Try anything. Um, well, did I use up that scroll, though, Dalton, or do I still have it? You still have the physical paper. All magical properties have been drained. It was a one-time use kind of spell. Uh, but the okay. physical paper is still very much usable. I rub it on the table. <laughs> so as <laughs> I think we just solved the whole game of Dungeons and Dragons, fellas. Just rubbing a piece of paper on the top we of a table. We figured it out. We just won D and D. We beat the game. So as you <laughs> rub the parchment onto the table, it kind of gets a little warm to the touch, and you you bring your hand up and you look down, and all of a sudden you start seeing ink bleed into the paper from the table. <laughs> And as the ink bleeds into the paper, it starts to take shape. And from the top all the way down, you see 000-099. And then off to the side, it says general information. (gasps) Then it goes 100-199, philosophy and psychology. 200-299, religion. 300-399, social sciences, 400-499, language, 500-599, science, 600-699, technology, 700-799, arts and recreation, 800-899, literature, 900-999, History and geography. And those are all the numbers, guys. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. Okay, so, I mean, the unabridged history of things that crawl, that's got to be down aisle nine, the 900s, right? Because that was history. Okay, you guys guys map out, plan where you want to go. I'm going to start work on distracting these night things, these night giants. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay. Andrew. Dude, yeah. this is such a dangerous mission, man. Listen, listen, I can do it. If I can just have that net, I can do anything. <laughs> Give him the net, Alyssa. Give the man the Give, net. He deserves I feel like it. This is all a ploy just to get my net. And I just got oh, it. No, I'm gonna how how big is the how, It's a big how, Hey, how big it's piece? a big net. It's a communal net. Don't bash my net. It is a big net. It is a sizable, impressive yeah. net. Dalton, okay? how big is how big is this net? It is a very impressive. How big do you want the net to it's be? Big enough to fit two entire <laughs> nights inside of it. It is not that big. But it's like a standard big enough for one. N- no. It's like a <laughs> the size of a like standard blanket. Yeah. Okay. So that's like what, four by six? Um No, bigger than that. My blankets are like a hundred by fifty feet or something. A <laughs> hundred by Okay, 50. I said standard blanket, Mike. <laughs> They're oh as big God. as I need them to be. Um, I still. I, <laughs> this that's could be fine. his last chance to I, use a net. <laughs> Give him the net. Sorry, Andrew. Go ahead. May I borrow the net to do shenanigans with these scary things? Yes. He needs it. He needs <laughs> it. Shenanigans. He needs shenanigans. Andrew, I I care about your safety. So you go down the nine hundreds, look for the history of things that crawl, and you take the net in case you need it. Mike and I will go to the other side to the zeros to see because that was general. Information, I think how to spot a mimic would probably be under general information. Here's what I'm thinking. I drank that thing earlier. I guess I can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set a trap, okay, for these knights. And I want you guys Ooh. to find the books. I'll focus on these two goons. You guys focus on the books. When I take out the guys, I'll come back to the desk. When you find the books, you come back to the desk. Okay. Well, I'll meet there. 
That sounds good. Or we can do whatever you guys want to do because I, you know what? I'm a flexible guy. <laughs> no, you do bend, and I appreciate that. Andrew's pretty much down for anything. No, st- st- stand your ground, Andrew. That was a good plan. It was a good plan. Hey, that was a good plan. Believe in yourself a little. You think I can do it? Do you guys? I'm I'm a little worried. Like, what if I die? Like, I don't know. I don't have life insurance <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You have a net and you got the blur thing. I'll probably be fine. You got a lot going for you. Do you want a dagger? I, I have like four daggers now somehow. I have a dagger. <gasps> guys, guys, wait, 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 wait. I have my horse bone. I'm good. Yeah, let's fucking do this. I snap my fingers and I want to turn invisible and cast blur. Because I got um, my bone and everything's fine. I just look at Andrew walking away and I say, there goes a goddamn hero. And I should have <laughs> seen Another, a third eagle sound. Right there as I turn invisible. The net is just hanging off the femur that he has like over yeah. his shoulder. Yeah, does everything with me turn invisible? Um, blur does not make you invisible. Oh, but I said it. <laughs> You've been saying it so much, it should probably be true. No, you're not invisible. Essentially makes it harder for things to hit you. Mm, Still good. Good enough. I personally, as Andrew, I probably wouldn't know that specifically. I was drunk when Jolly told me. So I'm going to behave as if I'm fucking invisible. Um, <laughs> I take my potion. All right, guys. Ooh, ooh, I'm all like, ooh, tingly. Can you, can you guys, am I, can you guys see me? Am I invisible? You're- I start d- tap dancing. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I look like how things look when I take my glasses off, but I still have my glasses yeah. on. I look at my hands. Am I, is it blurry to me? Um, yes, you are blurry to yourself. Oh, no, I, ca- I definitely can't read the books now. I'm glad I said my plan earlier and stuck to my guns. <laughs> I don't know if you, you're going to go invisible at all, buddy. You kind of look like a lenticular poster or something, Ooh. like shimmery. All right, how many, how many fingers am I holding up? Fourteen, from what I see right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But I also didn't pass pre-algebra, so I'm not sure if that's accurate. <laughs> that is pre-algebra. But- Before you yeah. go, Andrew, give me your hand. I give her my blurry hand. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I grab his hand, and then I put my other hand on my butt. Does it feel blurry? And I give him a little squeeze. Ooh. And I'm like, for good luck. And I cast <gasps> Guidance. Beautiful. Which, if you guys listened to the previous episode, <laughs> means that he can add a 1d4 to a check later. He can indeed. And Boom. as you cast guidance and you hold on to your little your little pendant andrew you get just the faintest little echo in the back of your head of a horse neigh i look at the horse bone and i'm like oh shit Um, (laughs) the ghost the ghost is coming back to haunt you oh no hey he can't hurt you anymore okay (laughs) he never hurt me he's (laughs) dead I cut him open. He can't anymore. You've got He's his dead. bone. He was he was a rigor mortis <laughs> horse. His blood is all congealed. He's dead. Over oh, days. Oh um, my god. All right, go do your thing, bud. <laughs> but real quick clarification: Is my stuff blurry? Like, if I'm touching it, is it blurry or is it just me? Yeah, things that you touch, the horse, the horse femur is blurry. Okay, I take the net, I tuck it under my arm, and I want to head to the aisle that is in front of where that knight just rounded the corner, so I can kind of. I want to see him uh, as he's going. I want to go parallel with him, and I'm kind of watching him through the books. And let's go back to Mike and Alyssa while I'm right there. Okay, cool. As you head down the aisle, you're going down aisle five, okay. which runs parallel to four, which is where you saw one of the the animated armors kind of walk down towards. Cool, cool. Give me a stealth check as you disappear. Okay. Into the the Ooh. books. Uh, 19. Okay, cool. 
it's enough to keep you selfie. It is worth mentioning that when you are out of the light and in the stacks of the books themselves, you cannot see. Oh, it is I forgot I need pitch to she <laughs> Mike and Alyssa, you watch as he disappears from the glow of the light into the stacks and is consumed by the darkness of the aisle. I'm regretting letting him go off alone. Hey, he's going to be okay. He's got the horse bone. He's got a net. Right. He's got he a got the net. Ho- he got the horse bone. It was so confident in his stride. I believe in him. And you should believe in him, too. He's your friend, too. All right. What are we looking for? Some fucking oh books God. or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is why I don't take you to the library with me. I'm not allowed in the library, <laughs> is why. Okay? Let's go oh find God. books. Oh what is God. with you today? <laughs> was it that I lost the money and drank the piss? <laughs> Do you think lesser of me now? It was. Man, I feel it like, was both. Like the Forgotten Realms are tearing you guys apart is what I would say if I. Yeah. Would. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up in therapy later that you both lost our money and drank pee. But so, who got our money back? Not you. Listen, <laughs> right? Ra- yes. Okay. Yes. But also, I got a penny back. Yeah, which then I made five. You're welcome. Yeah, so that was only possible because of me. If you think about (laughs) it. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go find the. Let's Let's go go down general information. General information. So, Mike (laughs) and Alyssa, same same with Andrew. I need a stealth check. Um, I got a 13, Dalton. Okay, Alyssa? 12. Oh, boy. (laughs) Two things kind of happen simultaneously. Mike and Alyssa, you walk through the glow of the light, hearing your footsteps fall silent as you walk through. And then as you leave the light into the stacks of books, you're once again surrounded by just inky blackness. You, neither one of you can see. However, Alyssa, Mm -hmm. the effects of your detect magic are still in effect. It's a spell that lasts for roughly 10 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can see a faint glow coming from, I would say, 30 to 35 feet away. While this is happening, Andrew, you hear the footsteps change direction and pick up a little bit of pace. And it's it's sort of in the middle of the aisle-ish. Correct. And now it's going the other way. Oh, yes, It's all going according to plan. (laughs) Uh, Mike, grab my hand. I, I think I see the book. I, I hold on to your hand. I lead I lead Mike very carefully towards the book. You do so. Um, you grab Mike's hand and you very carefully make your way down towards the book that you can kind of see faintly glowing. And the glow gets brighter and brighter as you get closer. And you go to, do you go to pick up the book? Yes. Through the glow, you can kind of see that it does say how to spot a mimic and other useful skills. Ah, oh, Mike, I found it. It's the mini book. Okay, great. Does it say it was a New York Times bestseller? <laughs> it does. It's got the sticker on it and everything. It also says it's on Oprah's oh, list. Oh, shit. That means it's actually good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I, um, uh, bear in mind, I can't see anything that you're doing. I imagine you're holding a book in front of my face, but again, it's pitch black. Well, that's why I'm describing to you in detail what I'm doing. I've grabbed the book <laughs> off the shelf, and I am now holding it in front of your face. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for describing it. I appreciate you. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> so our, our relationship is mended. Oh wow! 
That's marriage. <laughs> All right. Uh, well. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go back though. Okay. okay. Where can we, can we hear where the guards are now? Yes, Alyssa. Give me a perception check. You can both roll a perception check if you want to. Oh, no one else needs to roll. Twenty three. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Um, there is a set of footsteps getting very, very close. From in front of us or behind us? From behind you. Okay, Mike, let's walk really quickly, okay? It's fine. We're cool. No, 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 no it's fine. Really quickly. But the thing to do right now is not to panic. No matter how much we feel it in our bodies, this reaction Too late, to I'm the panicking. cortisol I'm that's panicking coursing through everywhere. our veins, we just can't panic. We can't fucking I've panic. I've got panic sweat. If you panic, I'm then panic we're going to die, okay? If you can't right, panic, run. this is what we're never panic. Roll stealth at disadvantage. Run! Roll stealth at disadvantage? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Alyssa, don't make that face. Uh, I rolled a seven, and then I rolled a five. A seven. A I rolled a. I rolled a three. Unmodified. So a couple of different things happen all at once. Here. For the love of God, the animated armor is right up on top of you in this moment, and as it gets closer and closer, and you can smell that just metallic that hangs in the air. There is a snarl oh, no. coming from your hand, Alyssa. And as you look down at the book that you were holding has now opened its maw to rows and rows of teeth and this giant purplish wagging tongue. And it is indeed a mimic. I need both of you to roll initiative. No, 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 no. (laughs) Why did I give Andrew my net? (laughs) No. Our one line of defense, that freckled bastard. (laughs) Good afternoon, Waterdeep. It's me, your beloved yet relatable mayor, Pierre Jerome Paladinson. Yes, the one with the shiny tooth and the smolder. I just got done reading a meatloaf recipe to blind at-risk youths, and I'm here to sensually ask for your vote for re-election. Are you sick and tired of politicians breaking their promises? Well, not all of our promises are so easily broken. In fact, I, Pierre Zeron Paladinson, personally guarantee all my empty promises. If re-elected, and if I feel like it, I will probably keep everything exactly the same. Or change everything completely. Whatever most of you say you want. Taxes, corporate loopholes, filibusters... I don't know what any of those words mean, but yes, or maybe no. So let's do it, Waterdeep. Let's do whatever you guys want. I'll say anything to get reelected. Pierre Jerome Paladinson. Together we can reelect me. Paid for by the party to reelect Pierre Jerome Paladinson. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, okay, so picking up where we left off, Mike, Alyssa, I need both of you to roll for initiative. Okay. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, wow. Eighteen. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Um, so the order will be as follows. Mike, Alyssa, armor, mimic. No, too many things. No, 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 <clears throat> no, For my no. frail little level one body. Uh, you're level two. 
for my level two body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike, you are up, my friend. Okay, um, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I take a stance and I pull out my short bow and I draw it back. No. I let loose an arrow and let's see what that does. Okay, cool. So here's how this is going to play out. You are in close quarters trying to shoot a ranged weapon, so you will roll this attack at disadvantage. And whatever you get, I want you to take off three because it is dark and you cannot okay, see. but I can hear. So, ten. That, unfortunately, is not enough to hit. You pull back on your bowstring and you let loose your arrow in the direction that you think the armor is. But as dark as it is, you don't hear a connection of the tip of the arrow hitting the metal of the animated armor. Alyssa, it's your turn. And I will tell you that since you have the book in your hand, the Mimic's adhesive trait has you currently grappled. Oh, fun. I think instinctfully I would conjure up my magic and just feel that emanating from my butt cheek all the way into my chest. I feel the warmth of the magic and then I push it out into my hand um, and cast Inflict Wounds. Okay. Which is a touch. Like, uh, you have to be touching it. It's a touch spell and since it is adhered to you, I'm not going to make you roll for that because you were already touching it. You're not going to have to to roll because you're already attached. So just Uh give me your damage for that and explain to me what Inflict Wounds does. Uh, So Inflict Wounds, it just takes 3d10 necrotic damage. Fuck. Okay, cool. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. Roll your 3d10. Nice. Okay, 22. Damn. Um, Explain what kind of happens to this mimic as you use your Inflict Wounds spell. Okay, so since it's like necrotic damage, I almost imagine like this magic and as it enters the book, you almost see these black like veins coming, coursing up from my hand into the book itself. Cool, I like that. Uh, It is now the armor's turn and it's going to make a grapple attempt. Wait, wait, wait. I I need a cry from the mimic, please, as I inflict pain. <laughs> oh no, what That's have you done? Adorable mimic. Oh no, I feel immediately bad. I'm like, oh, little guy. What's going on over there, babe? I mean, it's a mimic. It can mimic the sound of a little girl, right? It's kind of creepy. Sweetheart, are you okay? No, no, that wasn't me. That was the book. Oh. I know it sounded like me. That didn't sound good. Maybe don't hurt it so much. I Now I feel bad for some reason. All right, we're doing our best. <laughs> um... So the armor is going to make a grapple attempt at Mike. Mike, I need you to roll a opposed strength check. So just give me a d20 and add your strength modifier. Uh, 15. Okay, so the armor goes to wrap both of its armored arms, essentially, around you. And as you feel them start to kind of close in, you do this ducking pattern and get out just in the nick of the time as it tries to clamp down around you and you kind of roll back and out of the way. From here, we're going to go over to Andrew on the opposite side of the library. Andrew, you can kind of hear this scuffling happening. Oh no. You you hear a small childlike voice saying, please don't hurt me. Uh, And (laughs) you hear the muffled muffled noises of Mike and Alyssa in some type of engagement. I am really confused um, by what I'm hearing, but also like I know that the armor just turned around, so I'm like, okay, okay, gotta think, gotta think, got a net, I got a bone, I got what else do I have? I have a dead cell phone. Mm, that's not gonna help. Me. <laughs> um, oh my god, um, I take the net and I want to tie it sort of on like 
a foot and a half to two feet off the ground. Okay. I want to tie it from one bookcase, and I kind of roll it up as I go so it's a little tighter. Okay. I'm trying to create like a trip wire with this net okay. Okay. Um, behind me into the darkness, and I want to get back out of the darkness. No, wait, but the, the light is quiet, but he can still see me. I think aloud. Um, <laughs> okay, so I lay the trip wire. Okay. And how tall are these book stacks? They go all the way up to the ceiling. Okay, cool, cool. I want to quietly climb up and kind of like get as flat as possible against the wall um, so that I'm waiting for this giant knight to walk by. Okay. Maybe he'll trip on the trip wire. And I will be <laughs> safely flat Stanley against this uh, book, sta- book stack. Andrew's just wringing his hands in front of himself, like menacingly. Like, like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you successfully arm the net, uh, tie it from one side of the bookcase to the other. Give me a dexterity check at disadvantage to climb up the stack of books because it is so dark and you really can't tell what you're grabbing onto. Yeah. My first one was a 20, but I know it's at disadvantage, so I have to take the it's lower of the two. You Son do, you do. Just get a 20 That's like again. one of my Come first on. natch 20s, too. Yeah, just roll a 20 again. Okay, 17. Okay, Dexterity, cool. so plus two. Uh, that's 19. All right, sweet. Ooh. So you <laughs> apprehensively start to climb up this bookcase, and you eventually get a pretty good feel for how wide the shelves are in between the spacing, and you find a rhythm, and you're able to, to climb up a good six to seven feet from the floor itself. Cool. I feel like now I'm just going to kind of wait until this dude okay. rounds the corner. Okay, cool. Uh, back over to Mike. You're at the top of the order. So let me get this straight. You did not come help us. <laughs> I'm hearing noises. I'm just assuming you're looking for books, and this scream is part of it. <laughs> Sometimes you go to the library, little girls are screaming, don't hurt me. You ignore it. You find your book. You find your highlights for Kids Magazine, and you leave. What library are you going to? Um, <laughs> I don't go to libraries, Alyssa. Nah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Since we're in this predicament, I, I just try to calm myself down. Uh, I'm kind of freaking out, but I reach behind my back, and I find my longsword, and I just try to sense as best as I can with the only sense I have, which is hearing. I try to hear where the guy is. I listen for (laughs) metal. The sounds of metal. You could smell the metal, right? I guess I could also smell the metal. Okay, fair point, Andrew. You might want to stick your tongue out and see if you can taste anything, too. (laughs) Okay, I also try to stick my tongue out to see if metal is near me. I'm smelling, tasting, and hearing metal. And uh, with that said, I, I, I lift my longsword in the air, and I just bring it down as hard as I can onto this armored knight. Give me a roll to hit. I'm only going to make you take off one this time, because I know that you are concentrating as hard as you can on trying to place this suit of armor. Uh, 15. You bring the sword down and you hear the metal of the sword clang against the metal of the suit of armor Fuck and make yeah. this like nails on a chalkboard scraping sound as it comes down the backside. Give me uh, your roll for your damage. Nice. Eight. Cool. Alyssa, it is your turn. So I, I feel my energy. I can almost feel the magic depleting um, from my body. So instead I look down at this book and I take my knife or actually, no. I take my scimitar, and I try to just slice the book. 
Give me a attack roll on to the book. Roll as you normally would, but then I also want you to roll a dexterity check so that you're not slicing into your hand. Okay, well, it was a 20 to hit. Okay. And then dexterity was a nat 20. Was it a modified 20 for the first one? Yeah, it was a 19 with a plus one. Okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and let you have a nat 20 critical hit on (gasps) your scimitar. Oh my God, look how nice you are. Because you rolled a 19 and a 20 back to back. Give me your damage on your scimitar. Uh, So that would be max damage then, right? That would be max damage. So seven. (laughs) A whopping seven. Love it. The armor is now up after being slashed across the back by Mike's sword. He turns around and this time is not interested in trying to subdue you whatsoever. You've pissed him off. He goes in for a one-two punch with his armored gauntlets. That first roll is going to be an 11 to hit against your armor class. 12. So that first is a miss as he goes right over your head, but as he feels the wind rush through knowing that he has not made contact, His second arm comes through with a backhand, and that is a nat 20 on that roll. So it's going to go full damage. That is eight to you as you throw this metal gauntlet just smack you backhanded across the cheek. All right. He hits me, and I go, and I just, you see my face. Uh, Nobody sees my face. It's in the dark. And you say, again, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I spit blood out, and I'm like, in, in a badass way, look back at it even though I don't know where it is, I'm like, is that all you got? There is no reaction. There is no reaction for the suit of armor. That's fine, but it's intimidated, I'm sure. So that's fine. (laughs) So on to the mimic now. Alyssa, it's going to once again bite at you as you have a hold of it here with you. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. Sultan, tell your dice to stop hating us so much. (laughs) I'm telling you, this new dice set is going real well for me. Go get the old dice. (laughs) (laughs) We liked the old dice so much. They were forgiving dice. Um, For those of you who aren't big Dungeons & Dragons players, when you get started, you will quickly have favorite dice and dice that you will refuse to use because they roll shit constantly Ooh, we should post uh, our dice on instagram people can guess ooh, who's is who oh, oh, there you go little guessing like game it. i like it i like it um Alyssa, that's going to be a three to you as you feel these gnarled teeth dig into your skin barely a scratch oh she's confident <laughs> ladies and gentlemen fierce <laughs> jumping back over to the other side of the library andrew what you doing baby boy um, Flat Stanley. <laughs> um, what? Is this dude coming around the corner or what? Yeah, so <laughs> as you are pressed up against the wall, you still hear the scuffling happening on the other side of the library. You hear the break in the silence as the footsteps cease, and you can safely assume that it's rounding the corner and going through the light. And from the glow of the light at the end of the aisle, you see it slowly start making its way toward you. And as it gets closer and closer, you are holding your breath because you don't know if this is actually 
actually going to work or not. I am now going to roll a d20 to see if this armor just powers through this net or not. It's going to be a strength check. I tied it really strong. <laughs> it's really strong mm-hmm. net. Like super tight though. So the animated armor got a three. Nice. As it is walking forward, the net is pulled taut up against its shin guards. And with this loud, low creak, it tumbles down to the ground. I silently go... Booyah, bitch. And then I grab onto the bookcase because I almost fell. <laughs> Is it, um, I kind of look down at it. I can't see it, can I? You cannot see it. You can hear it, and it sounds like it is attempting to get up. Is it tangled up in the net at all? You can't tell. But is it? You can't see it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, damn. I guess in this case, I'm just going to wait for a second and hear if it gets up or if it's tangled. I'm going to try to, I'm going to hear and like Mike, because we're bros and I would know that he did this. I'm going to (laughs) sniff and I'm going to lick the air to taste if this guy is getting up or not. Because Mike and I, this is a thing. Yeah, it is. We do this. (laughs) Jumping back over to Mike, your turn. I take my long sword again, <laughs> and I say, uh, hold on, let me think. <laughs> I'm going to get something good. I say, hey, Iron Giant, taste this for size. It's a sword. And then I bring my sword down really taste hard. Taste this for size. Yeah. <laughs> Roll to attack, once again, taking off three. Okay. One. <laughs> four minus three is one i did that math so quick um you are overzealous and overconfident in the swinging of this sword and you make contact in the bookshelf no. like you you feel the sword stick hard into the wood of the bookcase and it makes that noise like very much so it like shake. your arms start to shake like a cartoon character it's poor books Never stood a chance. <laughs> Alyssa, you're up unless Mike wants to do something with his movement. Oh, yeah. I'll do something. <clears throat> we could run. We have not been doing that at all. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and pull my sword out of the thing, and we are going to dash. I'm dashing. I'm starting a dash. I'm letting Alyssa know, hey, we're about to dash. <laughs> That's how you say it. We're dashing now. Dash. Oh, yeah. Time. Time to dash. And then I, I skip. <laughs> skip away. Like a young English schoolboy. <laughs> so give me give me a strength check to see if you can get your sword out of the bookcase. Yeah, of course mm. I can get the sword out of the bookcase. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. It's, uh, that's upside down. Ten. ten. That was a seven upside down a ten. Seven a ten. It was a six plus one. It's a nine plus one. I actually. see. Okay. Oh, mm. that makes more sense. Um, <laughs> the result will still be the same. You go... To uh, dash away, and as you dash away, you plan on using that momentum to help pry the sword from the bookshelf. But as you take three steps forward, you're immediately pulled back because that sword is not budging. Fuck. Well, I can't dash away from my perfectly good sword. Oh, we'll get the sword later, Mike. Just run. <laughs> no. There's no other opportunity. I got to get the sword now. Mike, you are fighting metal. Just run away. <laughs> All right, I run. Fine. <laughs> You're so responsible. I run. I have like five daggers on me. I will give you a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> a dagger's not as good as a long sword. A long sword's pretty cool. It's long. 
All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> I leave. All right, Mike, you start to run towards the end of the stack, and subsequently you run into the light. So you are now back under the influence of the silence. Alyssa, it's your turn. I heard Mike saying a cool quip to the metal, like, armor guy. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta do a quip. I gotta be cool. <laughs> you do have to. <laughs> Them's the laws. I take my scimitar and I slash at the mimic again and I'm like, this time, knowledge isn't power. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Well. He's demoralized for sure. That got him. He's just confused. <laughs> He's confused and it distracts him for a second. Dalton, do the adorable voice going, oh, Oh, no, knowledge is my power. No! <laughs> yeah, that's right. What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> um, Alyssa, same thing. Give me a roll to hit. Give me a dexterity check so you don't cut off your hand. Okay, 16 to hit. Okay. Uh, but, but dexterity. Uh, five. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> After this great quip and everything. I did such a good quip, though. <laughs> Do you have any quiz points? Use a quiz point. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I have inspiration. Do you have any quiz what points? What are they called? <laughs> Boom. Modified 20. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You're right, though. I had, um, I, had mo- I had inspiration. I have, like, six, okay. and I haven't used any of them. Um, you have five, and now you have four. Shush. Not that I'm keeping score. It sounds like you are. It sounds like that's the score, objectively. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> oh, let's say you go, give me the damage from your scimitar. Yeah, four. Cool. <laughs> um, as you hit this mimic with your scimitar again, being careful not to nick your hand or your wrist, you've done enough damage now that the mimic kind of shudders, and the book falls with a thud to the floor of the library. Mm. Oh, so you're telling me this was never the book. It was just always a mimic. I didn't say, I didn't say that. It could be both. Alyssa, it can. It's the name of the thing. Okay, <laughs> that's the whole thing that mimics do. Mimics mimic other things. There could be two books that say the exact same title because one's a mimic. There's only one glowing book in the section. Take the book and rhyme. <laughs> I grab the book and I go running and I'm like, I'm going to tell our therapist about this. <laughs> Add it to the list of things for the therapist. You run and you catch up with Mike back underneath the the light at the end of the aisle. Um, I look at him and I just make like pointing like back to the platform. <laughs> I look at her like what? <laughs> she can't say anything. I hold up three three fingers, three words. Three. <laughs> and then I point at us back and forth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Us. <laughs> then point at the platform. Point. We point. All right, whatever. <laughs> That's our turn. <laughs> As you two are standing here underneath the light playing charades on an audio format, neither one of you realizing that if you just step two more feet towards the front of the room, you can talk again. No, that's too easy. This is more fun. You you do hear the footsteps of the animated armor getting closer to you. Back over to Andrew on the other side of the library. You are pressed up against the wall, or not the wall, but the pressed up against a stack of books and you hear a shuffling begin to happen and the suit of armor does indeed seem to be getting back up. It seems that your net succeeded in slowing it down, mm-hmm. but not in entangling it the way that you had hoped. It's my good net. I built nets up in my head for years and this is just disappointing. Wow. What is the point of nets anymore? Andrew, give me... <laughs> Give me a strength check at disadvantage. <laughs> no. Uh, 
Eight. Okay. You suddenly feel the cold, firm grip. Nope. I do not feel that. Of two gauntlets clamping around your arms as they pick you up, essentially, off the shelf of books. No. And you have (laughs) successfully been grappled by the animated armor. Even though I'm blurry? Oh, you know what? Yeah, he's blurry. You are blurry. Does he try to grab me? Am I blurry? Or can he see me? Um, You know what? Actually, he would get disadvantage if animated armors didn't use blindsight as a form of perception. And blur is not effective against blindsight. So he does indeed grab you. With his arm. Well, then, what is hands. the point of giving him that particular magic before this fight? You sadistic, twisted bastard. Petition. Oh my god. For a different spell. He, his new spell is slippery goo. His skin is so slippery and covered with goo. Nobody can grab it. Shoot out like one of those little boy. bags that's filled with that thing. There's like the toys in the middle, and you can't get a grip on it. You know? Oh yeah. He's covered in that stuff. Yeah, okay, so I'm. I'm being held. Is it is it a strong embrace? It is very firm. <laughs> is it a loving embrace? It is devoid of emotion. Um, so you say. I, I cast <laughs> kill armor guy. It's a very specific oh. spell that no one's ever heard of. I don't know, man. I'm Help, guys. <laughs> no, I don't yell. I don't yell. I want to. This thing can't be smart. I have to yeah. outwit it. Well, you're grappled. I can't outstrength it. But can't. my, you know what, Mike? My brain isn't grappled, bro. Yeah. My mind, my wit, my creativity. Mike and Alyssa, you are at the front of the library now. The animated armor is still slowly making its way towards you. It moves at about the half the speed that you do. So you are ahead of it pretty pretty much you notice that you don't hear the second set of footsteps anymore and the only sound of metal movement is coming from the one that's coming towards you are you making your way to the platform with a book oh we're making our way to the platform mm. okay making our way downtown walking fast no, um, I look at Mike while still in the silence, and I just push the book into his hands, and I push him towards the platform, and I just mouth go. And I mouth, what? <laughs> and I put up three fingers. No. So we can do the <laughs> No, I don't do that. I run. I know what you're saying. I'm just being silly. I go running, though, because I know uh, Andrew was going on the other side, so I start running towards where Andrew went, and I pull dagger a dagger out. I got a dagger, and I got a scimitar. Cool. Um, so, Mike, Alyssa pushes you up toward the platform, and you make a beeline for the steps that lead back up so you can place the book on its correct pedestal. Alyssa, you run back to the last place that you saw Andrew go, which was him disappearing down aisle five with his femur and his net both held high with some half-brained plan that he had concocted. (laughs) I'm coming for you, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) He's close enough to the end of the aisle that the glow of the light casts enough shadow that you can see the animated armor kind of have Andrew in a bear hug almost Mm. as he is gripping 
and bringing him closer into the chest. With your scimitar and your dagger raised, you immediately go into attack mode and you slash and you hack and you cut and the blows are glancing off. There's a clink, there's a clang and all you're doing is putting scratches onto this armor and eventually you kind of fall to your knees. You drop your scimitar, you drop your dagger, you are exhausted by just the pure physical force that you were putting out and in this moment you kind of see hope is lost almost as he is struggling in this moment to breathe Andrew I'm sorry you feel this kind of vibration happen from your back pocket where you know that your pendant has been attached and you go to reach back and you you feel it vibrate you feel it hum it's warm to the touch and that soft kind of horse neigh, that horse whinny that you've been getting in the back of your head gets louder and louder and it turns into a gallop almost and it's almost like a stampede and you see this brilliant flash of color as this explosion of magical force emanates out of you crashing into the animated suit of armor as it slumps down to the floor immediately dropping Andrew to the side as it has been incapacitated. Andrew! Andrew! Oh! Oh! Whoa! I try to pull him out of the wreckage. Uh, Andrew, are you okay? I don't know. I got like an anaconda night hug. It was not comfortable. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. An anaconda <laughs> night hug. I looked it up in what? one of these books that's what it said. Um, oh what did you just do? I don't I'm scared of you, but I'm also impressed. I'm scared too. Should we hug? We should hug. Okay. Thank you for saving my life. Thank you for not dying. Laura would have never forgiven me. I know. I know. She's going to be so mad that I'm in a fantasy world. Um, Is Mike okay? Where's Mike? Hey, guys. (laughs) I'm over here with a book. Where are you? We're okay. I poke my head out. I'm like, hey, bro. Oh, Andrew, are you all right, buddy? Yeah, I just got Anaconda Night Hugged. Uh, It's a thing. Oh, my God. It's a thing. those. Yeah. yeah, Anaconda Nighthug. I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. I've read a book. I've heard of it. Oh my god, that must have been so scary, bro. Are you okay? I, I, I lift up his shirt and I check him for bruises. Are you all right? He's nowhere near you. <laughs> lift up your shirt, bro. Lift up your shirt so you can. Look. I, I, I ask, can you lift up your shirt? I need to check you for bruises, brother. We'll get to that later. We'll check for bruises. We'll check for spiders. Okay, we'll show each other our shirts. Later. All right, our shirts. Okay, guys, we need to, we need to figure out a plan. We got two more books. And I, I gotta say, this is our most perilous adventure yet. If, if I were to oh label God. it, I'd give it that adjective. <laughs> I look around, I, I look at the aisle five. What is the category of aisle five again? Uh, you remember that the category of aisle five is 400-499 language. I look at a list and I'm like, three words. Okay. I, I point, no, I don't do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are, are any books in this aisle, you think? No. Okay. Let's go. Uh, I look over. I like look down at the knight that's on the ground. I'm like, do you think this was permanent? Is he going to come back to life? I, oh no, I don't know. One book down, two to go. Will our heroes make it out alive, or will this library become a library? Find out next time when our new episode drops on September 27th. 
you haven't yet, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single minute of the action. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Dungeon Radio Hour, where you can also find a link tree to the rest of our social media as well as our Patreon. If you love us, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more stars you give, the more eyes and ears drawn to this show. And remember, all you dwarves and half-orcs, keep the volume up, the dial tuned in, and always say yes to adventure. Bye for now, kids. The pendant on your back pocket starts to kind of hum and vibrate against your butt, essentially. My lord and savior, Lisa Frank, I knew you wouldn't let me down. <laughs> you, feel it, you feel it get warm to the touch. Mm-hmm. And as you go to... My little pony. <laughs>